Nothing without your supervision. Today we are going to talk about the 2019 Netflix original movie, Klaus. Is that how we're going to say it? Klaus? I think that's how we're going to say it. (laughs) My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a five-year-old boy. And I am Briar Harvey, and I am the mom of a 19-year-old young lady. I almost got it out without stumbling. (laughs) Almost. Almost. A nine-year-old boy and a three-year-old boy. All right, so this is our second Netflix original movie, right? Yes. And both of them were Christmas movies. Yes. So... There's, I think there must be others we can do sometime that are we'll, Christmas we'll movies. We'll talk another... Now, I have to say, for a Netflix original, I was pretty impressed with this film. Oh, yeah. This was one of... Okay, so this is one of the um, movies that Netflix released in theaters so that it would be eligible for Academy Awards. Got it. Okay, well, then that makes the quality that mm-hmm. more understandable. Yeah. But I was honestly impressed with this movie. So, so you had not seen this movie before. No, okay. I had not seen this movie before. Now I will tell you, none of my children were remotely interested. Oh but really? That's mostly because it's the beginning of November. And I said, We're watching a Christmas movie. <laughs> and they all went, uh. No. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like let us process Halloween first and then <laughs> I still have, and and that is literally what my son said. I haven't even finished eating my Halloween candy. I'm not ready for a Christmas movie yet, Mom. Fine, fine. But that's what I'm watching. So, here we are. Yeah. So, the director, I'm going to add a um, topic to our... Yes, of course you are. Our, our podcast because it comes up all the time so let's give it, it does, like a, a, actually. a name and I'm going to call it Why Does This Movie Exist? I wanted to use How Did This Get Made but that's already a podcast and and very taken very <laughs> taken but, but it is an important question especially in film right. because there are so often times when a movie just doesn't get made because it doesn't get mm-hmm. purchased right or mm-hmm. A director dies or something right. weird happens. So why does this movie exist is actually a good chain of <laughs> sequence kind of question. All right. So this movie exists because the director, Sergio Pablos, he had previously worked for Walt Disney Animation. Um, he worked on The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I don't it's know, fine. how does Disney say it, though? I don't know. I think know. they might just say Notre Dame. I think they kind of say Notre Dame, to be perfectly too. honest, and I think that is yet another reason why that movie has been forgotten. <laughs> but also Hercules and Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an animator contributing to character design. After he left Disney, he um, created, essentially, the mm-hmm. Despicable Me franchise. Um, oh, so he's he, responsible for those he is fucking things. No, actually, he is not responsible for the minions. He is on the record as saying those were added after he was already outside of the process. <laughs> I, I like him better already then. <laughs> like, because I don't actually have a problem with the Despicable the Me <laughs> franchise if you remove the fucking minions. So he uh, is responsible for the design and the story 
of Despicable Me, but apparently had nothing to do with the minions, Um, at least as they are. Um, He began his own animation studio in Madrid. I believe it's called Sergio Pablo's Animation. (laughs) Like, it's not. It's just his name. Um, And so Klaus was the first film that they they produced, Mm -hmm. um, and it... Uh, it's his directorial debut as well. Um, he wanted it to be traditionally animated because he wanted to explore how the medium would have developed in the Western world um, if the animation studios hadn't jumped so fast, so fast and entirely into computer animated um, movies. So the movie is traditionally so animated. So he's, he's from the Don Bluth school sort of, of we should get the art right first. Yeah. So um, although it's traditionally animated, they did use um, computer technology for uh, streamlining some of the processes. Mm-hmm. One of the ones specifically in this movie that they used it for was volumetric lighting and texturing. And so that's what gives it that, that look that it has. Like that. Um, I mean, if you think back on the movie, mm-hmm. lighting plays like a really a real important big role part, in this, right? With the snow and the mm-hmm. swirls and all of that. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I said, this is a movie that Netflix released in several theory- theaters. I couldn't find how many. Um, I'm not sure what the guidelines are, how many theaters you have to I release in. I don't think there actually is. As long as there's although one. Although, I, I, right. Mm-hmm. And I think the unofficial standard is there should be two, one in New York and one in L.A. One on but, each coast. Okay. Right. Okay, so this um, this is one of, I think it was 10 films in 2019 that Netflix released this way so that it would be eligible for Academy Award season. Um, and this was nominated for the Academy mm-hmm. Award. Uh, it lost to Toy Story 4. Which I still haven't even seen yet. <laughs> Um, so it was released in theaters on November 8th, 2019, but then became available on streaming on November 15th. Okay. It's really good. I'm 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 really I, I know. I'm impressed with it. So I told you. I, I I know. Well, I had the Christmas Chronicles, which <laughs> you also told me. That was entertaining. It was something. It was yeah. something. I'm totally watching the the sequel this year. I know you were totally watching the sequel this year. <laughs> I will probably watch it so I can make fun of you with it. I mean, that seems that's on brand for me. So, all right, let's talk about the cast a little bit. They didn't have a whole lot of big names, but we It's had, not a big cast. It's not a huge cast, and I'm really appreciating the movies that get made Without huge casts, because it seems to really make the animation better these mm-hmm. days, or, or that it's that they care about making the voices work. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, I mean, J.K. Simmons as Klaus, who, like, I said it when I was telling my husband about this movie, I said it's got... J.K. Simmons as Santa Claus. He said, who is that? I'm like, you know who that is. But he's 
he's always terrible about names. Okay. And I was like, so which is the first reference that you offer up for J.K. Yeah, Simmons? that's exactly the thought process I had when I was putting his name down on this list. I'm like, what is his, what do we reference him as? I guess do we Whiplash? Ref- it's right. Do we reference the thing that he actually won an Oscar for? And which- I actually think we had this conversation about I think him we before. Have. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what do we reference him for? He's the Oz? Law and Order guy. He's the Law and Order guy. He was on Law and Order? <clears throat> Stop. Stop. Oh, okay. And I think we actually had this conversation last time, too. This, this does have a <laughs> ring of familiarity, too. Or maybe we've just... We've just hit that point in our podcast where, like... (laughs) Now, I expect you to remember whether or not we've had conversations before because I smoke way too much pot to be expected (laughs) to catalog those things. You're our editor. You listen to us over and over. Maybe that's why. Do I, though? Do I listen to us? (laughs) (laughs) So, my husband would always... His first... And foremost, reference point for anybody who appeared on it will always be Oz. Anybody who right. was on Oz, that is the thing he knows them for. <laughs> but also State Farm commercials. Yeah, I, I did. I, I actually think, because I was so initially stymied by that question, I don't know who J.K. Simmons is, my initial <laughs> response was, well, these days... He's the state farm guy. (laughs) And then I got, oh, yeah, law and order. So. (laughs) Uh, Also, um, I always get this name wrong. J. Jonah Jameson. John Jonah Jameson. (laughs) From Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the editor. Yes. Yes. Who has it? J. Jonah Jameson, who has it yes. out for Peter yes. Parker. Which, I must say, he does that role exceptionally mm-hmm. well. To- he really, he's one of my favorite character actors, just in general. Mm-hmm. And he was really great. I expected a grumpy Santa Claus. He did not disappoint mm-hmm. as a grumpy Santa Claus. It was great. Um, another interesting thing that the director, Sergio Pablos, brought up about this is the fact that he didn't want this story to have any magic in it. He wanted it to be based in, like, fact, like, reality. That's why the reindeer don't fly. and Or do they? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> and yet... So it's I, I, full of magic, which mm-hmm. makes it so really, I mean, because really, it's full of magic. Mm-hmm. And I liked that, I mean, how many times do you tell the St. Nicholas story, mm-hmm. right? You can't, it's done. Mm-hmm. I liked that we had something new and right. a little bit different mm-hmm. and some moral lessons, no less. Right. Gasp shock right like it was it was well done so we also have jason schwartzman as jesper and i would not have known you wouldn't have no oh my gosh no it's so obvious to me that's jason schwartzman i I mean i knew because i had looked it up but yeah no uh, no i think that i actually i think he did well with it yeah oh it's perfect for him oh yeah 
Jason Schwartzman, who we need to remind everybody in case you didn't know, he is a Coppola. Um, his mom is Talia Schreier. I think that's how you pronounce her name, mm-hmm. right? Who so. played Adrian in the Rocky franchise, but mm-hmm. is also in um, the uh, the Godfather series. Um, so, like, it's almost kind of funny because he, in real life, is a bit Jasper, right? Right. Silk sheets. Yeah. The, the silk <laughs> sheets of it all. Like, you could kind of feel where he was channeling that from. Like, right? you literally can't have a better pedigree in Hollywood. No. Than to be a Coppola, right? No. I don't think that you... I mean, maybe a Baldwin. No, no. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, like, literally the only Baldwin with any, like, sway is Alec, right? So then the Sheens could have been, but then Charlie Charlie fucked it up for everybody. Right. Charlie went insane. So, so no, they're really, no. I think it's the Coppolas. It's the Coppolas. I, I don't you, know how I feel about that. Under the Coppola is... umbrella, you have um, Sophia right. Coppola. You know, you have Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's everywhere. It's hilarious if you go to Talia, um, his, uh, Jason Schwartzman's mom's Wikipedia page, and you, you, you see her, like, notable um, relatives. Right. <laughs> like, what? Who are? Oh, well, and at least they're not all in weird cults. Like I got. As far that. as we know, as yeah. As far as I know, none of them are in a weird cult. Now, speaking of pedigree, I think we probably also should talk about uh, Rashida Jones. Yes, that's another good point. Because she certainly has her own pretty significant pedigree. She is the daughter of Quincy Jones and who her mom is... Peggy Lipton. Thank you. From the Mod Squad. From the Mod Squad. Which is probably a reference that... I don't know how many of you will actually get, (laughs) but it's fine. It's fine. We're just old. It's cool. And we're old with classical taste, too, which makes it interesting when we talk about this stuff sometimes. Because, like, you and I totally take for granted 50s and 60s TV shows. And I forget (laughs) sometimes that our audience just, you're talking about what? Say who? (laughs) I'm old of old parents. That's what it is. Like, my parents were much older than my contemporaries parents mm-hmm. so like that's why I think that comes in and then I also had an older brother so like um personally my like point of reference for pop culture skews more Gen X than millennial oftentimes even though I'm right there on the cusp and literally on the cusp because it's 84 now is that yeah. what we've decided oh no I think it's 82 or 81 81. 81? And I'm I 82. Know. I never know w- whether I am a millennial or not, is really what it comes yeah. down to. Sometimes I am in 1980, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not. And that little pocket generation really does speak to me. Because... The Oregon Trail generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, but we also have, yes, uh, 
damn it. I went to go find Klaus, and I clearly needed to be more specific. Did you get Klaus from Umbrella Academy? I got just a list of Klauses. That 40 <laughs> or 50 Klauses. Like, here, choose your Klaus. You weren't specific <laughs> enough. And I'm sorry, but... Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Rashida Jones. And I had brief thoughts about her character and her character's potential skin color and then I went no no that's fine we're, we're in the realm of acting and I'm just going to we don't have to draw her brown simply because she is right right that's we're, we're, we're still living in a land where actors do act that's <laughs> I think so right I, I, I think so I I mean, because I can, I can see how you would take offense to it, and and I don't know. I'm not black. Yeah, I and don't know. This is where frequently I question because as a black person, does that feel like a kind of erasure? I can't answer. I don't that. know. It, it, but in like the context of like historical, like it wouldn't necessarily make sense. Well, in the fantasy realm of the place that this is sort of yeah. based off of, right, there would not have historically probably been a black person right. as a teacher, no less. Right. So, I... And does that sometimes feel disingenuous when you do come across, like, historical, like, modern-made historical content that does, like, that? I don't know. That's a bigger discussion, I think, for... Not, not us. us. <laughs> That's definitely the case. It's yeah. for somebody else who's not us. But it was a question that I had, and so I yeah. thought I would bring it up. But to get back to, then, the rest of our cast, I, I liked Joan Cusack. I always like Joan Cusack in everything she does. She's just... I don't know what it is about Joan that appeals to me and maybe it's because she is not traditionally Hollywood beautiful and right. that is why I, there's just something very endearing about mm -hmm. her to me mm -hmm. and she was just fantastic as a little grumpy old lady here <laughs> like <clears throat> okay so where were your parents? We actually had parents in this one. Imagine that. Some but of them they were, were too busy parents. fighting to care, right? Like, right. For the most part, they all just put the rivalry ahead of everything. Mm -hmm. And then Jasper's parents are trying to teach him a lesson. And Klaus wants to be a parent. And never gets to. No. Which, yeah. Is always, is always where the weepies start for me. Yeah. But like this one, this one had some moments. I must say. So. Let's talk. Let's talk highlights because I love your first one and it's really so apropos for this. <laughs> I the town, the feel of the town, and the fact that it is so freaking creepy when he first arrives. But then I love how everything just lightens up over the course of the movie. 
So they did a really good job with the art in this movie. I, and I love this, the look of this movie. Without having seen Toy Story 4, because it's just <laughs> another franchise film, I kind of feel like this movie was maybe robbed. Yeah, I think a lot of people, if they actually were to give this movie a chance, would um, agree with you, I think. It's visually just impeccably stunning. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of drawing by hand until it's, you know, set. Mm-hmm. And then using the computer to go in and mm-hmm. fill in the stuff. That kind of feels to me like what we're supposed to be doing right. with animation. And yet somehow or not. We lost in, it. Right. And I don't know where that got lost. Like, I love Pixar, but at the end of the day, that's all computer animated. Mm -hmm. With the new Disney stuff, almost all of that is computer animated. Mm -hmm. And you can see, on the other hand, I think Don Bluth is a little bit insane, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to all be drawn. We have this beautiful technology. So why aren't we making more movies that look like this? And that is... I'd love to know what else the studio has in the works. Yeah, I wanna I wanna keep an eye on this one because. But there's nothing. There's nothing available on like Wikipedia doesn't offer anything up for like in progress or. Because it's not a big studio house, and we mm-hmm. don't care. And that is typical. Uh, let's be honest, we've been doing this for long enough to know now. That's pretty typical of animation. If right. it's not from a major house, then we just don't pay it attention. And that is why I think things like The Secret of Nim and those sorts of classics still kind of filter in, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we want the good art. We want the good stories and there was actually a story here more than anything else Mm -hmm. that's what i was taken with was this story that it was not the same santa claus it was not the same traditional Mm -hmm. story and yet there was a story that i could watch and sink my teeth into and be like yeah that was a good story Mm -hmm. so um, Norm Macdonald, who I am not a huge fan of, but certainly did play the grumpy, get-off-my-lawn town asshole exceptionally well, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, I love his character. And I love how, like, I think it's really interesting how his character... um the teacher, whose name I can't remember, they're both not a part of the, um, the Crumb and the Ellingsbow, like, situation. They're, like, outside of it. And you would think that they would have, like, more of, like, a connection because of that. But no, no. No, and Alva, the teacher, Mm -hmm. is saving her pennies so she can flee because nobody wants to teach the school children. Mm-hmm. And when they ask, of course, she spends all her money on supplies yeah. and teaching. Because she's a teacher. She went into it for a reason, right? And that's just what 
it's nice to see that turnaround for her. She doesn't have to be a fishmonger. No, she actually gets to do her job, and I think gets to be happy about doing Mm -hmm. her job. Like, seeing kids wanting to learn was a nice little plot twist Mm -hmm. there. And I think that may be because I'm just surrounded largely, save for my own children, by... Poor children who are, man, schooling's hard right now. Mm -hmm. So you take the spark of learning joy where you can get it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So So what else? The Sammy, the Sammy. Sammy, I think it's, I don't Um, know. They're obviously, they're like an actual indigenous people Mm -hmm. of like Norway, um, uh, like northern up there partially in russia norway finland right. that whole area what do we call that area i can't think of well it's <laughs> we it's got Norwegian, a name region <laughs> it's it's I, I, I don't know that feels I can, more... you can picture it i can see the fingers like you know right the, the, scandinavia whatever. I think we'll call it Scandinavia, although that that doesn't quite include the Russian portion of it, but we'll call it Scandinavia. Um, So, you know, traditional indigenous people from that area and... uh, All that work for Scandinavia and you don't even use it? (laughs) (laughs) That's like their traditional dress is what is represented here, but um, also very like they um, heard reindeer like that's a part of their culture um so they might look familiar to you because they are what the north uldra are based on in frozen 2 it's the same like culture yeah Mm -hmm. got it well good for the sammy for getting so much play i know in 2019 lately right it was a good year for them Which, you know, when you are a minority culture, you will take the exposure that you can get. Mm -hmm. So. And then my other note that I wanted to talk about was when they're going through, when they're showing the um, cuts between the crumbs and the uh, Ellingbows, and they're talking about all the epic battles. That was <laughs> like, such a good scene. You have to, like, if you didn't watch, if you didn't, like, pay full attention when you're watching it, please go back and watch it again because it's hilarious. There's, like, the great chicken fight where, like, the Which two... we totally won! <laughs> yeah. It's two boats crashed together. But my favorite was the great mooning of 86. <laughs> they, they show the little, like, figure, like, the two houses, and then, like, they open it up and it's all butts in the windows. <laughs> And I love how elaborate these, like, halls of history yes. are, right? In this They're... town that is literally falling apart, the only thing that they've put any effort into is documenting their historical battles against this other half of the town. Which, let's be real here, fairly accurate, but <laughs> sure. historically on the nose. Right. We... So much of history is the records of battles fought and lost. Mm-hmm. We we throw away a lot of the other stuff. It's not important. And historians, especially 
female historians talk about this a lot because there's so much of history where we go, okay, but what were the women doing? They weren't out there fighting these war these mm-hmm. wars. What were what were we eating? Right. What were what clothes were we wearing? These are considerations, but no. No. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> History is about battle and warfare, and those are the things we need to know. I think I really, really was taken by the birdhouses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entirety of the Klaus character is just like, it's, I'd love to, I actually kind of wish this movie focused a little bit more on him. I know. You know? He was a really remarkable character. I was sad we didn't get a Mrs. Klaus. Mm -hmm. And... Like that reveal of why he has the house full of toys. Oh, yeah. It's just so hard. Was a weeper for me. And then let me tell you, when the Sammy dolls were put up in... Mm-hmm. Oh, like full on balling, yeah. y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was it was quite the moment. And not forced sentimentality either. Mm-hmm. I really I talk a lot about that. I hate it. It felt when I'm, very organic to mm-hmm. the story. The way it, it came across. I don't like being made to cry, but yeah. this was just, here, here's the story, and mm-hmm. this is why all of these toys are here, and this is who we become afterwards. And there's no magic, but there is. Yeah. So there's the swirling of the wind in the snow, in the trees, with the mm-hmm. birdhouses, and then at the end, we are made to believe that Santa Claus is going to be stopping by mm-hmm. for milk and cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another point I wanted to bring up. I think this movie is perfectly safe for kids. I don't think it brings up any questions about Santa Claus and the Santa Claus like myth. So that's something I always wanted to talk about. We always want to talk about. I yeah. always want to talk about. You yeah. always want to make sure that that gets touched on, but it's yeah. important with Santa Claus and Christmas type movies. Is Santa Claus real here? And here he is mm-hmm. more real than he is in a lot of other places. And in like a completely non-questioning way. Like it right. doesn't bring up the questions. The fact that they leave the movie with that like... He just disappears, but I see him every Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect Beautiful. way for, like, you to have presented this story with, like, a completely plausible explanation of how this all came to be. Mm-hmm. But then to leave it with that magical, you know, like, this is why it's magic and this is how it happens. There's so little magic left in the world, right? We've kind of... And we spoil it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we desperately desire to know the how and the whys and the wherefores, which is great. But sometimes that pursuit of that leaves us without wonder. Right. And the wonder is important. Definitely. I agree. And I think this one is so... While my children did not want to watch it in the beginning of November, (laughs) 
and I certainly can't blame them for it. Next month, when I am taking the month off and you are actually listening to this review, <laughs> I will likely have forced my children to watch it with some hot cocoa and mm -hmm. popcorn. Because that's... It's yeah. perfect. It is. It's such a, And it's such an atmospheric movie, too. I was thinking as my children were asking what movies we were doing for Christmas, because mm -hmm. they know that we do, like, are you doing this one? Are you doing this? No, no, that one didn't make the cut this year either. <laughs> there is no Polar Express, and there is no Tim Allen's Santa Claus, and we're going to have to do both of those at some point in time, too. <laughs> but as you go through the list of them, there's... Christmas movies are either really great or they're really hokey. And yep. there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of in-between. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. where I'm at with this one. Right. And, like, ratings-wise, like, how I would rate this, you know, we've joked about how we give holiday movies a different scale. I don't think this movie needs a different scale. Mm -mm. This movie I'm completely fine with rating on the actual no, like, No curve. sliding curve <laughs> yeah. here. Absolutely a five-star film. Yeah, I just, I'd, give this, I'd give this a five, too. It's, it's so perfectly done mm -hmm. especially for netflix like mm -hmm. i can't i can't get over that this was netflix and netflix movies are always so hit or miss yeah, right definitely they're, they too are either really good or really <laughs> cheesy and there doesn't seem to be any in between right so <laughs> yeah this one was just better than your average netflix bear absolutely so let's talk age because again because it's not touching on the question at mm -hmm. all we'll i think this is an any age movie as I long really as your do. kid is of the ability to pay attention to a movie i mean and you know your own kid so so i haven't we'll see we may have to do an addendum next year but I will say that the odds are good that the three-year-old is going to be enthralled by this film because there's a lot of slapstick. Right. So my son watched it last year when he was four, four. just about five, because his birthday's in December. Mm -hmm. um, and he remembered it this year. So like he, it obviously made yep. enough of a, an impact, right, that he remembered it. So yeah, I, and I think I, I think because there is enough slapstick and there is enough action, mm -hmm. and there's a lot, there's like fantastical action, like the whole sequence with with the the flying reindeer, the flying reindeer, yeah, yeah, or the battles, you know, like right. it's it's all there for them. I mean, and it starts out pretty great right from the beginning. We get that first ringing of the bell mm -hmm. and the first like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no Halloween costumes Just here. Just because I don't think anybody would know who you are. No. <laughs> and if there is something costume-like, I would argue it's the 
native traditional Sammy dress, which we're not appropriating for a right. Halloween costume. That's right. That one very specifically is not a Halloween costume. Right. So it's fine. It's a Christmas movie. We don't need Halloween costumes. All right. So we've already ranked. Do you have anything else you want to add about this one? Um, because we're that's okay. We can have short episodes sometimes. We, we can. Have it's short because episodes. it's a good movie. It we don't have anything movie. to talk about. I don't have anything about. to complain about. <laughs> and really, at this point in time, I've come to discover that really, what makes for a long episode for us is that we have a lot of shit to say yeah. about how horrible it was. <laughs> I guess, oh, would your kids actually do this? Would your kids write letters to Santa in this manner and hope for toys and, like... Do they, yeah. though? Of course they do. Of course. And I I have to say, the kids were so great mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, because you get this sense of them in the beginning as prisoners. Yes. they kind of are. Mm-hmm. They are prisoners of this battleground going on, and they don't get to be kids, and mm-hmm. they don't get to explore their lives at all. And so when we're looking out at that little kid with bars, mm-hmm. like, it's just, right? Yep. And we can escape that. We can get toys by sending Klaus a yeah. letter. I'll find a penny for that. Right. I will steal a penny from my parents for that, right? That right. I, I like how they even had the list. And yeah. managed to incorporate the naughty list yep. in. It was just perfect. So, if you haven't seen it, y'all, I don't know why you're watching this or listening to this. Right. But... <laughs> you definitely should watch it. But like, you should really, watch it. Really, really watch it. Really. Really. Everybody has Netflix. Ever, Watch it. Or you have somebody you can get a password. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, whether it. you're the one who pays for it or you're mooching off of somebody else, everybody, everybody has, has Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> there are no excuses for you not to watch this movie. With it's a delight and hot cocoa with marshmallows and your children... And, you know, the other thing I think I appreciate about it for being a Christmas movie is it's not schlocky at all. No. It's It's, very genuine. Exactly. It's genuine. Like, it's not, it's not syrupy sweet. It's not, it's good. (laughs) It's a really good movie. Just watch it. Listen, we don't have a lot to say because it's a good movie. So it's it's a good good movie. movie. So So we're going to take that and fire you all off (laughs) to go watch this good movie. All right. Next time, we are going to be back with... Now, I, I feel like we might have a little bit to complain about it, but because we might. I don't know. We'll see. Muppets, Christmas Carol. This, it's it's a tradition in our house. And it's an excellent, excellent Muppet film. <laughs> it is a terrible rendition of A Christmas oh, Carol, oh, no. and I'm going to have feelers we're gonna about have to it. Talk about yes, that. we're going to have to talk about that. Yes, we're going to have to talk about we might be we might be opposed on that (laughs) so find us at latchkey movies we're on facebook we're on instagram kind of sort of really you can give us a call it's 402-885-8 no (laughs) 
I don't know our own phone number at this point in time. <laughs> and you can give us a call. It's 402-885-4875. Also, we are now accepting tacos for Christmas. Buy us tacos. <laughs> That's ko-fi.com slash briar. And we will talk to y'all next time. Bye!